Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series exploring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, helping you set meaningful goals in 2023. Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series featuring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. In this episode, Brittany and I will be discussing goal number six, clean water and sanitation. As the United Nations states, and I quote, ensure access to water and sanitation for all. We're going to be sharing a lot of what we found in our research about how business and nonprofits are tackling these issues together. While listening to this episode, please take into consideration these are just our perspectives on this topic. We encourage you to also do your own research and find ways to educate yourself beyond just what we are sharing here. And as a little bit of a heads up, this episode, we will be speaking a lot about open defecation, the human practice of defecating outdoors in the open air rather than in a toilet. We say this so that you are not alarmed as we start to talk about it. The reality is we all got to poop, but not all of us have access to sanitary pooping opportunities. The first target we want to focus on under goal six is 6.1. By 2030, achieve universal and equitable access to safe and affordable drinking water for all. Currently, worldwide, one in 10 people every day need to figure out how to make it through the day without access to clean and safe water. That's 771 million people without clean water, twice the population of the U.S. Majority of these people are isolated in rural areas. Usually, the women and girls in these families will walk hours every day to get dirty water for the family. The boys will go to school, leaving the girls to sacrifice their education from an early age just to get water. Hence why we have an education in gender equality problem. Women will take time away from earning money to walk to get water. Again, showing the gender disparity we see worldwide. And the worst part is, to state again, this water that these women and girls are walking hours every day to get, it is dirty water and often carries diseases That can make everyone sick. Some might wonder why clean water is given so much attention, but with clean water, one's whole life can change. We spent time further learning about this idea from the nonprofit Charity Water. It was there that we found four ways clean water can change a person's, well, everything. Clean water can change someone's health. Many potentially life-threatening diseases breed and thrive in dirty water that kill more people every year than all forms of violence, including war. Clean water can change how someone spends their time. Each day, women in sub-Saharan Africa spend a total of 16 million hours collecting water. Imagine what opportunities women could have if given that much time back into their days. 
Clean water can change someone's education. If kids, and especially girls, do not need to walk for water, they can stay in school for longer periods of time and get the quality education that they need and deserve. And clean water can empower women. Women currently are responsible for 72% of the water collected in sub-Saharan Africa. If a woman does not need to walk to retrieve water, that can empower them to do so much more. What we are trying to point out is that dirty water makes existing challenges harder than they need to be, creating cycles of poverty, sickness, and lack of opportunity that ruthlessly repeat for generations. We talked about poverty, goal number one, good health and well-being, goal number three, and quality education, goal number four. With everything we learned from those episodes, clean water needs to come alongside them to help achieve those goals. If you haven't been able to listen to those episodes about no poverty, good health and well-being, or quality education, we encourage you to go back and listen to them. They will lay the foundation for our conversation about clean water and sanitation. And something that came up time and time again in our research that we feel is important to elevate is that there is a consensus that the most effective way to drive meaningful impact in creating access to clean water is to develop those plans and systems with the communities they are impacting, not just jumping in and doing it for them without their involvement. Community engagement is the key to creating sustainable solutions. What Ben means by sustainable solutions is these partner organizations are working in the communities to establish local connections and solutions that will last. They are coordinating sanitation and hygiene trainings, informing local water committees that can be responsible to help keep water flowing for years to come. If you listened to our episode about quality education, one of our business leaders, Karem, president of Great Works Internet, was talking about a similar idea when it came to the internet. To summarize that statement, he was talking about how we need to give everyone access to the internet but then we also need to give them access to computers they can afford and teach them how to use them. It's then when you make access to the service equitable, people can depend on it. Just take that thinking and apply it to providing clean water now. There are systems that water-focused groups have identified as sustainable solutions for these communities. Digging a well, installing piped systems, using biosand filters, and harvesting rainwater. The hard work to find and create the solutions has already been done. Globally, the need is to now gain the funding to install and implement the appropriate solution for each community. We want to introduce you all to a brand that we think is doing amazing work in this space, Mir. Mir is the exclusive global provider of drinkware for Patagonia and has donated over $3.5 million to projects that center around clean water and supporting communities. Every time you purchase a product or buy Mir, either their water bottles or coffee filters, It comes with a give code that you can enter on their site to see where the money from your purchase goes to make a difference in the world. Next time you drink from your mirror mug, flip it over and check out the engraved QR code on the bottle. To share more about the first clean water project Mirror supported, founder and CEO Brian Pepe 
shared with Ben on the podcast back in 2020 a bit more about their story. The first clean water project that we worked on, um, you know, we, we did some funding early on in 2010 with Charity Water. And I actually reached out to them and I said, hey, I'd love to go on a trip. I'd really love to experience uh, what it's like for people to not have clean drinking water. I felt like that was really important. If we're going to talk about funding clean water projects, it felt like I couldn't just talk about it without actually meeting anybody who had not experienced clean clean drinking water in their communities. And so they actually said, oh, we don't do, we don't do clean water. You know, we don't do donor trips. And, um, and I thought, oh, that's too bad. I, you know, I, I, I kind of just like shrugged it off. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And during a photo shoot, like probably a month into the brand, um, this gal who was one of the models, we were doing this kind of wa- funny water beard series. If you Google like mere water beards, you'll see these really funny photos, this ad campaign that we did about, you know, wide mouth bottles, like Nalgene's, you get water all over your face. And uh, when you're trying to drink, you know, like drink water in the car and, and the whole thing. And so anyway, we, we photographed this gal and she goes, Hey, you know, I'm not really into networking, but my brother-in-law, he builds wells in Liberia and he's been working there for like 30 years. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to meet him. So I meet this guy, Daryl. He had been working, his grandparents um, had been working over in Liberia for like, uh, like I said, 30 plus years. And he had started a nonprofit with some of the local locals there to help build clean water systems. And so he was like, hey, I'm going there in February of 2011. If you want to go, let me know. And so I thought, wow, yeah, we'd love to go. So by that time, we had sold enough product to fund two clean water projects. So we flew over to Liberia. And One problem that needs to be addressed first in order to achieve clean water is related to target 6.2. By 2030, achieve access to adequate and equitable sanitation and hygiene for all and end open defecation, paying special attention to the needs of women and girls in those in vulnerable situations. Currently, there is not access to adequate and equitable sanitation and hygiene for all. Two out of five people do not have a basic hand washing facility with soap and water. And more than 673 million people are still practicing open defecation. To end open defecation, we need to understand some of the barriers to either accessing or using toilets. The people doing this research have identified that most people are not using toilets because they do not have a toilet readily available to them. But there are other reasons why people may not be willing or able to use a toilet. As we continue to learn more about why open defecation is practiced, it was also brought up in our research that culturally, there are cases where it is forbidden for a man to share the same toilet with his daughter-in-law, leaving there to be a number of cultural reasons to practice open defecation if several toilets are not accessible. And again, going back to goal number one, no poverty, the issue of extreme poverty is statistically linked to a lack of sanitation. It is believed that eliminating open defecation is thought to be an important part of the effort to eliminate poverty. In the countries where open defecation is practiced, it has been found that they have the highest numbers of deaths of children under the age of five, high levels of undernutrition, high levels of poverty, and large disparities between the rich and poor. We also can't forget about the effects open defecation has on human health and the environment. There has been an increase in waterborne diseases in communities where open defecation is practiced. Most of the time, people are frequently practicing next to waterways and rivers as open defecators have a belief that the water will wash away their waste. 
But these communities do not have proper treatment facilities for their water. So their human waste moves into their water supply. They are using the same water for drinking and cooking and are not boiling it due to either poverty-related issues like access to cooking fuel and or a lack of education and knowledge that they should be doing those things. Let's dig a little bit deeper into how defecation increases the transmission of disease. Human waste often collects into heaps and attracts flies and other insects. When these flies travel around and land on food or drinks, people ingest them unknowingly. In this case, the flies act as a direct transmitter of diseases such as cholera. When this happens in communities, children are more susceptible to diseases and become ill more frequently. When a child gets sick, they usually begin to lose a lot of fluid and lack the appetite for food, thus giving children in the community many cases of malnutrition. The last human health issue we want to raise is mostly affecting women and girls. With the lack of access to private latrines and toilets, there is a higher increase in gender-based violence. Going back to Target 6.2, the last part states paying special attention to the needs of women and girls and those in vulnerable situations. Women and girls are left vulnerable to sexual violence while practicing open defecation. This major public health concern, as well as a human right, leaves women and girls afraid to lead a healthy and productive life out of fear of going to the bathroom. If the effects on human health weren't harsh enough, the effects on the environment are also reasons to encourage this behavior to stop. The contamination from the human waste via microbes are introducing toxins and bacteria in the ecosystem in amounts that the environment cannot break down fast enough. This large amount of bacteria in our waterways is harming the aquatic life that is now forced to live under blooms of algae that is forming on the surface. These blooms prevent oxygen and light from getting through for life to live underwater. And do we need to point out that this type of pollution is visually a large eyesore and the smell is unappealing as well as polluting the air quality in these communities? But solutions do exist. Government and nonprofits need support to construct composting toilets to deal with the lack of sewer systems in these communities. Cultural norms and beliefs must change over time through education and increase awareness with corrective civil education around open defecation. The UN believes this all can be done with creating government programs that encourage sanitation and personal hygiene, hopefully changing the way people think of open defecation. Thank you for listening. We learned a lot researching this goal, so we hope from listening to this episode, you also learned a lot. All of the links where we found this information is shared in the show notes. Please visit their websites and continue to grow your knowledge on this critical issue. Another certified B Corp that we want to give a shout out to is Love Bottle. We first learned about charity water through exploring Love Bottles Give Back program. As you heard, Mir, also a certified B Corp, uh, is supporting the work of Charity Water as well. To highlight Charity Water for a moment, they were founded in 2006. They have been chasing one ambitious goal, 
ending the global water crisis. And while the water crisis is huge, they are optimistic. They know how to solve the problem, and they are making progress every day thanks to the help of local partners and generous supporters. If we work together, they believe everyone will have access to life's most basic needs within our lifetime. GoFund Charity Water on this mission, and they have an educational video that we really enjoyed watching and really kind of sums up everything that we've talked about in this episode, which we will link to in the show notes, which you can find in your podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and for the work you are doing to support this goal. And thank you for continuing to show up and be open to hearing how we all can be responsibly different. Till next time. Be responsibly different. Slow it down, it's okay. It's on my own bright future in the lights today. I can show you too, like it's 1962. Got a bright future in the nick of time. Bright future in the This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly, Ben Marine and Brittany Angelo. We purchased this music from the amazing B Corp Marmoset Music. You can check them out at marmosetmusic.com. To learn more about us, visit responsiblydifferent.com. And to learn more about our parent company, visit dirigocollective.com. <laughs>